forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, It's Stephen Flowers. Stephen Flowers, not not the Stephen Flowers, not the the, act, the the actor Stephen Flowers. That's what I'm talking to you, now. You got it. Yep, yep, yep. Oh wow! I'm I am I am a little uh, a little speechless. I gotta say, I'm I'm a I gotta say I am a fan. Thank you. I just, I like your work. I mean, so many movies. Jeez, off the top of my head, uh, On Unsteady Ground is a great one. Uh, Yuli's Gold 2, Back to the Bees. It's great. Stand or Deliver. Uh, Danny Needs a Dollar. Race to the Top. Doug's Brigade. Man, so many, so many great movies. So what, what's going on tonight, Stefan? Well, for, first I want to I want to reciprocate uh, the uh, the uh, the accolades. Um, I want to say congratulations on your book. Um, I hear it's selling like pancakes. Wait, that doesn't sound right. No, it's, it's not hot, pancakes. Hot, 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 hot cakes. People say hot cakes. Hot cakes. Yes. It's funny. I've never I've never actually said it before. So mm-hmm. it, it it sounded weird coming out. Yeah, it's hot cakes. How could I have gotten that wrong? It is funny. You never say, like, you wouldn't go somewhere and go, like, uh, I'd like a short stack of hotcakes. No. Ever. No. And to, the, to that point, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think I've ever eaten at, at an IHOP. Is that what it is? An international house of pancakes? You know, like, once you, once you reach a certain, you know, a certain level of, of, of fame, you just don't really go to places like that. Well, I mean, I could understand you don't want to be uh, mobbed or you want to just maintain some privacy. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if they had, had private, like a private back booth at, at, at IHOP, I would, I would definitely consider it. Um, well, I mean, maybe somebody can help you out with that next time you're next time. If you ever get the, uh, the a craving for, for pancakes or hot cakes, whatever you want to call them, um, I wonder you maybe call ahead and see if they can help you out with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have my assistant Bree look into that. Um, okay. Look, so, so I'm calling because I wanted to get up with you and really pick your brain before we start shooting in September. What a shooting? What a, what are you shooting? The flagrants. What I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's the movie version of your book. Come on. Well, there's no, there's no, that's, I mean, that's, there, there's, I don't, I've never heard anything about a movie. There's no movie for, for, um, 
for my book, which is called It Never Ends, not what you just, what did you say it was? The flagrance. No, there just isn't. Well, there there is. Uh, Shout Filmworks uh, bought the rights to your book back in February, as far as I'm concerned. And my agent, Rupert, he got me signed on to play you in June. And as I said, things are on track to shoot in Saskatoon in September. Saskatoon, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Um, regarding the title, you know how this goes. You know, some, sometimes the studio has to change the title either because there's already been a movie with the same name, or, or it just needs to be snazzed up. Um, in this case, it was both. Uh, it turns out there, there was a 1974 Hal Holbrook priest romp called It Never Ends that tanked at the box office, and also the title of your book tested very poorly with 9- to 13-year-olds. So, uh, you know, a, a change had to be made. Well, that's a there's a there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize that I had given my book the same name as a Hal Holbrook movie from what you said the early seventies or. Yes. Yeah. He plays. Uh, you know. He pl- he plays a um, uh, kind of a down and out priest who who you know has like a one of those skid rally skid rally skid row kind of. Uh, you know, churches, and, and basically he's down, he's as down and out as, as the people that come to his church, and, you know, over the course of the movie, he kind of gets his groove going, and they, they, he ends up uh, starting a very successful softball team with his uh, parishioners, and they go all the way to the California finals. With a softball team? Yes, yeah, they're called the Padres, of course. Okay, well, that sounds... Fun. I don't, it was called It Never Ends. I, I didn't know anything about that. And and also that it tested poorly with, you said, nine, nine to 13 years old? Yes. And uh, that's all anyone's going for at this point. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, obviously some, some changes had to be made. And... Um, um, you know, I, I've got some questions for you that will really help me portray you the best I possibly can. Um, I wanna, I wanna just inhabit Tom Sharpling. So, so if I may ask you some questions, is that okay? Oh, sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Now, I know you grew up in a zoo, but were you actually born in the zoo? And if so, I'd love it if you could describe your cage and the color and the texture of your loincloth and what you fashioned it from. Also, I'd love you to describe in your own words how it felt deep inside when you gnawed your way out of the leather chains that the evil zookeeper, Mr. Morris, attached to your upper and lower haunches before you slashed him in the throat with those giant finger knives and escaped into the night to wreak havoc upon an unsuspecting world. Uh, this is, I, I gotta say, I'm a little thrown and, and a little, more than a little upset by none of that is in the book. None of that is true. That is, I, I was not born in a zoo and I did not live in a zoo and I was not, I was not confined or bound by leather restraints uh, 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 holding me by my haunches. That that did not happen. None of that. What is, what is, uh, uh, Stefan, what is this movie? It's the flagrant. The flagrants. Yeah. Well, you know, what's exciting, what's exciting about, uh, about this picture is that for the first time in his 50-year career, Trent L. Strauss has teamed up with a co-writer and a co-director, and his name is Robert M. Zombrowski, who you probably know as, that's right, Rob Zombie. So it's Trent L. Strauss and Rob Zombie? Yes, how exciting is that? And also, here's another layer that you're going to love. The music... Yeah. An all original score by Jesse Dayton. By who? Jesse Dayton? Oh my God, are you kidding? These songs are going to be as good as anything he's ever done. Like Daddy Was a Badass, uh, Hurting Behind the Pine Curtain, Possum Ran Over My Grave, uh, Holy Ghost Rock and Roller, Talking. Walk in Texas trash. I'm at home getting hammered. You name it. It's going to be a classic soundtrack. Well, this doesn't sound like a great fit at all. This the idea that Rob Zombie and Trent L. Strauss, horror director Trent L. Strauss. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what? I mean, they're, they're they're calling this the world's first bio slash. Bio slash. Yeah, yeah. It's part biography, part slasher pick. How exciting is that? Okay, well that makes sense. How exciting? It's not very exciting at all. It's heartbreaking. That has nothing to do with my. And you're playing me in this? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're talking like this thing is going to be the next Tool Belt Killer franchise. Okay. And I mean, but it doesn't sound very flattering. 
Well, I don't know. They're saying it's also going to be, it's also going to bring in at least as much as Exsanguination Station did in uh, uh, 2017, I believe. And that was a very popular movie. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, um, getting back to the script, I have a couple more questions. The, um, The grunting noise you make when you go into one of your sick, perverted, flagrant rages... Um, in the script, it's described as a rabid seal in the throes of some kind of horrific, gross, sinful ecstasy. But I want to know how you would describe it. There is no such grunt. I don't know what that is. Well, is it more of like a like a grimace, like a or a, uh? wait? Do, do, so, and this is a sound I supposedly make. Uh, in the script, it says you do do it, so I assume it's in the book not in the book it's nowhere near the book there's no sound it's not in my life either okay. i don't make some well, grunt some grimace well, grunt sound like a uh, seal well i've heard a couple so far in this conversation so no no you no no okay, all right well grunt. all right so all right next question when when you weren't prowling the new jersey night for victims to satiate your flagrant bloodlust um you lived in the murky depths of the Jersey Pine Barrens, and in the script it says you ate snakes, uh, badgers, and wildebeests. My question is, would you eat them raw, or would you fashion some kind of crude spit to cook them over? Some sort of crude spit to cook? No, I, it's, I never ate wild animals, and I didn't have any bloodlust. Ever? I, well, I think Ever. we all have. Really? No, no bloodlust. I've I've had it. Okay, well, good for you, Stefan. I I have not. All right, okay, okay. Don't bite my head off like you did those uh, wildebeest and badgers and snakes. See, again, um, you're, you're, you're digging in on something as if it's true. Well, it might be, for all I know. It's in the script. Oh, it's not in my life, though. All right. Speaking of now, look. I, I know that that I know screenwriters need to punch up and embellish stories to make them more fantastic and outrageous. And there's one scene in, in the script that I'm 100 percent certain Trent and Rob made up because it, it's just completely unfathomable to me that it could ever happen on on planet Earth. Um, so uh, <laughs> the story. The story I'm sorry to even bring this up. It, it, it involves you chasing Patty Smith into an elevator and asking if she ever saw Humble Pie. Well, that actually is in the book, and that's actually true. Oh, no! Hey, what's going on there? Stefan, I heard horror sounds. Jeez. Stefan, did we lose him? I guess he's, oh man. Wow. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Burke. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, J. 
Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael List. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support the best show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.